You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. You can find me on Twitter at Talks. That's my personal handle. Also, at Lockdown Brewers is the show handle. And at Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers. Come join us in a happier uh, time on social media than it has been over the last month or so. The Brewers have won a series. They've won a series. It's possible. They've done it. It's possible to do it against someone other than the Pirates. And that someone is the Braves, probably the second best team in the National League. Go figure. That's baseball, right? So the Brewers, with a hang-on 5-4 win yesterday afternoon at Miller Park, and they win a series. They've won two straight. <laughs> the, the peasants are rejoicing. I don't know what that means. But anyway, the Brewers are uh, doing well in, in the last couple of games and trying to get on that roll that I've been talking about uh, for the last month. Maybe they're on it. Maybe they're not. We'll see. Uh, time will tell. So we'll talk about that. The three up, three down, plus uh, the pitching rotation announcements and moves to be made involving Gio Gonzalez. Jimmy Nelson, we'll talk about that a little bit later on the show. And preview the Diamondbacks and that series uh, coming up starting tonight for the Brewers here, the four-game set in Arizona. So that's all on the way, and we'll have a good time today doing all that stuff and uh, have a good time complimenting uh, Chase Anderson. So you can hear this for the first time today. Chase is on the cakes. We'll do it again. Chase is on the cakes. Yeah, he deserves it because he pitched really well. So we'll get to that in a minute. So he'll probably hear it again. I'll sneak it in there. All right. If your company wants to reach an upscale male audience, then your company's ad should be running right here on Lockdown Brewers. To get your company connected with this audience, email LockdownBrewers at gmail.com or email Locked at LockdownPodcasts.com to get more details about increasing your business. Three up, three down. Let's talk about the ball game yesterday. The Brewers, again, with that 5-4 win over the Atlanta Braves to take the series two games to one. We start with the ups. The first up, Chase Anderson. You just heard good old Chase from uh, Paw Patrol talking about how he's on the case. He was on the case. Five and two-thirds allows just one hit in the ball game, and it was a really impressive start for Chase Anderson, who seems to be getting stronger as time moves along, and that's a very encouraging sign. I don't really ever expect Chase Anderson to be a guy that you absolutely count on to you know, win a huge game uh, in a pressure situation or, or be an ace-like performer. I'm not counting on him to do that, but keep you in the game uh, to, to be a, a key contributor. Yeah, he's he's looking a little bit more like his the Chase Anderson of what 2017 now, uh, and you know he started the season pretty well, and then he went through a rough patch and he changed his routine a little bit, and now, you know, you've seen some good results from Chase Anderson. So very encouraging yesterday and a really good start uh, for Chase. 
and continues that string of good starts by the starting pitchers, who'd been a complete disaster for most of the month of June, uh, but since have kind of turned it on a dime, and they're doing really well. So that's the first up, good old Chase Anderson. Second up, Manny Pena. A uh, home run and another RBI single. So three RBI for Manny Pena, uh, who usually is the reserve backup catcher. But he's been swinging a decent stick when he's gotten a chance here the last few weeks and really continued to yesterday and was a key cog offensively for the Brewers to win. They, they needed, obviously, every one of those five runs. Got up 5 nothing, but had to hang on for dear life. So Manny Pena... A great effort and got things started yesterday offensively for the Brewers. And then Keston Hira, because i got to talk about Keston Hira because, man, you, you got to get pretty excited about what Keston Hira is doing. Do you not for the Brewers? What is that now? 14 hits by Hira, a lot of them for extra bases. Two hits, two doubles yesterday. Two scorching doubles that were misjudged by a pretty good defender uh, for the Braves in, in center field. Uh, in Acuna, and the ball gets by him. He takes a bad angle and gets all the way to the wall. Uh, one's an RBI double for Keston here. The other one is a double that uh, didn't lead to anything, but yet a scorched baseball again for Keston Hero, who's really been swinging a red, white hot stick, blue hot stick. I mean, it's crazy. The guy is absolutely on fire, and I don't think you know anybody can keep up that pace. But his average now is up uh, over 320, and. Really fun to watch. It's starting to become a guy that, that you get excited when he comes to bat at Miller Park, right? That, that, that Christian Yelich type of feel where, whoa, here's the hot shot rookie. What's he going to do next? Because he is on fire. So those are the ups. The downs, uh, shaky bullpen, right? Uh, now, th- there's some, there's a little bit of nuance to this uh, because they weren't awful. They weren't atrocious. Uh, they did give up four runs. Okay, well, uh, we'll get to the, the Pena error in the ninth that extended Josh Hader and allowed two runs to score, really, ultimately. Uh, so that was one thing. And then, you know, the, the home run given up, the two-run home run given up uh, by Junior Guerra. You look at the box score and you roll your eyes and say, oh, Junior Guerra, you can't, well, get it together, right? And, and yeah, I'm not going to sit here and just let him off the hook. I'm not saying that. But if you watch the game or you watch the pitch location where Donaldson hit that home run from, I can't believe that guy hit a home run on that pitch from Junior Guerra. Uh, he put it up out of the strike zone, up and in, letter high, a, a little bit off the plate, and somehow he got on top of it and kept it fair down the left field line. I couldn't believe it. And so, you know, tip your cap a little bit. What I'm trying to say is, well, I'm not going to absolve Junior Guerra of, of the struggle of giving up a two-run home run because he did walk a, a guy before that. I'm also going to say that if you watch the game and you watch him pitch, he wasn't that bad. Uh, and so that's encouraging because Junior Guerra has been bad. You know, he has not been himself in recent weeks, but he, he, he's been better. He was better his last time out. He seems to have been better this time out as well, despite giving up that home run, which was a, not a good pitch. I mean, it was a... It was a good pitch for Guerra. It was off the plate up and in, it, and somehow Donaldson got around on it and kept it fair. So, shaky bullpen with a bit of a caveat, and we're going to hear Craig uh, Council talk about Freddie Peralta's outing because he had to work out of a jam too, but sometimes for a young pitcher, that's really good. So I'm putting a positive spin on this down, and I get that, and maybe you're thinking, Ben, you're being too rosy, but I just I, I saw it wasn't just the bullpen getting knocked around. Uh, it, they gave up four runs. You know, got it. I understand, but they didn't get hammered, uh, and so you know that that is a little bit of a, a positive spin on the down here. Second down, 
this one I can't spin. <laughs> Tyler Saladino. I don't really want to spin it. You know, Tyler Saladino in the starting lineup yesterday and on Twitter, and I think now rightfully so, even though sometimes, you know, your social media can pile on. Uh, I just don't want the guy starting now. I don't understand it. I, I just don't I don't see it. And I know uh, Craig Council was mixing things up with a lefty on the mound. He was trying to get Mike Moustakis a day off. Okay, I understand the logic there uh, to a certain extent. Tyler Saladino is now 4 for 43 since being called up, uh, what, a few weeks ago? <laughs> and at the time I said he'll get 40 or 50 at-bats. Well, here we are. He's 4 for 43. That is a 0.93 average and just not able to contribute. At this point, I wonder if, how he's feeling up there. It just it doesn't look good. And so it's it's been a rough, rough stretch for Saladino, and I don't honestly know why you start him at this point. Uh, in fact, I, you know, okay, uh, if you want to give him seven more at-bats you know, here and there to get to 50 and then look at his sample size, fine, but it's not good. And even if he got seven straight hits, it still wouldn't be very good. Although... It'd be trending upward, obviously. So we'll, we'll see. But I don't know that Tyler Saladino is long for the bigs right now. He might be headed back to San Antonio. Because, uh, you know, you got to have guys that can perform, obviously. All right, the third down. I'll just give it to the Manny Pena error in the ninth, uh, which extended Hater. It was a – it could have been a pass ball. It went off his glove. A swing and a miss by Freddie Freeman. Should have ended the game at 5-2 for the Brewers. Uh, and Pena goes to pick it up, throws high to first. And Freeman is allowed to reach. And then the next hitter gets a base hit, Donaldson again, who had a really good game for RBI, uh, before Hader has to strike out uh, Albies to end the ball game. A lot of tense moments in Miller Park in the ninth yesterday, but just the error uh, to make it a game, open the door, and then to extend Josh Hader, not good for Manny Pino. But I'll take the net positive for Pino because he had three runs driven in there. So anyway, that's three up, three down on the day for the Brewers. So what are, what are the main takeaways like I always look at after a ball game? Well, a series win! A series win, right? Uh, finally, someone other than the Pirates, but also, you know, so rare that the Brewers have had these series wins. It's, it's nice to actually see some things go their way. I believed it could happen. I kept saying here on the podcast, I think it'll happen. I think they're better than this the way they were playing, and that's one series. But isn't it funny? You, you can't win a series, save for the Pirates, for a month against sub-500 teams. And then the Braves, who are a very good team and came in on a roll, winners of, what, five in a row into the series, was it? Uh, they come in on a roll, and, and the Brewers drop game one, but then uh, turn around and, and win the, the second and third games to win a series. Baseball, man. <laughs> the more you watch, the more you just can't figure it out. You just never know what's going to happen. And so the the Brewers continue their stretch now against winning teams with a trip to Arizona, and and maybe they just need to play winning teams. You know, they had everybody talked about that tough schedule the first six seven weeks of the season. Well, the Brewers played pretty well through that tough schedule, and then you thought they were going to get a, a little bit of a break, and they play terrible, and now they get a really good team again, and here we are. They take the series. I don't know. You you make sense of it. I certainly can't. Uh, also, Christian Yelich. Uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention his opposite field bomb. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me about how far that ball went, but it was a bomb yesterday, and he's got 34 now. And he's all of a sudden hit a few homers in his last handful of games, and he's tied Cody Bellinger for the major league leading home runs with 34. This has the makings of a, a really fun stretch drive here for Yelich and Bellinger, right? And, and just to watch these guys... 
from afar kind of go at it. They're not going to face each other because the Brewers are done playing the Dodgers this year. But just to see an MVP race that hopefully gets some national attention and and, uh, has people enjoying it because it could be really entertaining. Two of the game's best players going at it for an MVP. Should be a lot of fun. And and Major League Baseball appears ready to promote it. Again, they they put out a nice, uh, fun little promotional video uh, where they were calling their home runs and, and uh, it, you know, relatively entertaining as promotional videos go. But it's good for Major League Baseball to promote this stuff, and it could be a lot of fun here. So, uh, Also, is the offense more consistent? That's my also, uh, other main takeaway from the game. With, with Keston here in there, the only real hole in the lineup as I see it right now is the shortstop position. If, if Saladino's starting, it's a big hole. If Arcia's starting, it's a hole <laughs> still, right? A little bit. I mean, Orlando Arcia's shown some flashes this year, but certainly not a reliable hitter. But other than that, with Kane coming around, he was 0 for 3 yesterday, but you're not going to get a hit, a hit every day. With Kane coming around, and obviously Yelich, Braun, uh, Grandal, Moustakis, Hira, and then Thames and Aguilar, uh, you know, you, you've got the makings of a really solid offense, one we've been looking for all year, but with some of these guys popping out of their season-long slumps, this could be an offense that gets a lot more consistent, and they certainly were in these two games. Very, very small sample size. Can they deliver here in the second half? Long way to go. That's what I'm looking for, but there appears to be at least a little bit of a glimmer of hope. And, and there was even as Lorenzo Cain started to get better before the All-Star break, the offense started to show some signs of life. And certainly they busted out big uh, two nights ago, and then yesterday they get five runs and, and some runners in scoring position. They were two for four, so better there. You know, just are they – we'll talk to you in a week about this, but are they showing signs of being consistent? If they are – Man, that's a positive sign and a welcome sign, and it's about time, right? So let's hear from uh, Craig Council yesterday after the ball game. Big inning for Freddie Peralta. So I, I alluded to this a little bit with the shaky bullpen and Freddie Peralta being a little bit shaky. Council puts a, a positive spin on this, and I can see that. You know, from a young pitcher to have a really, really tough at bat, not back down, and get out of the inning, maybe a little baby step in the development of Freddie Peralta yesterday. Craig Council, I think, probably thought so. I was really proud of Freddie, man. It was it was a jam, you know, in a big spot, and, and I thought he raised his game. I thought he, he kept making pitches. Swanson had a, you know, kept following him off, had a great at bat. It was a big, I thought it was a big moment for Freddie, you know. It was kind of a, you want to be a reliever, you want to be in big moments, you know, that's, that's a big moment. And the guy putting a great at bat against you, he just kept making pitches and won the battle. And then there's Keston Hira, <laughs> you know, eight hits in the series, 14 hits, since the All-Star break, the guy is on a tear right now. A lot of them for extra bases. Talk about the exit velocity off his bat. I think that's a topic for Dr. Scott next week, Tuesday, because he is crushing the baseball right now and and becoming must-watch television every time he has an at-bat. Uh, fun to watch for the rookie, and Craig Council, I think, is just as impressed as the rest of us. Yeah, he, what a series. I mean, wow, he, he just driving the ball, hard contact, you know, just the ability to hit the ball past the outfielders consistently. That was, it was a special he had a special three games, man. It was, it was fun to watch. And uh, talking to Chase Anderson as well. Chase is on the case. <laughs> I talked to him earlier. Look, he deserves it, uh, playing really well. He deserves the uh, Paw Patrol highlight. I'm sure he's looking forward to that every time. I'm sure he's not irritated by it at all. Chase is on the case. But uh, anyway, <laughs> he was good. Uh, obviously, he's been good. 
and he talked about wanting to keep it going after Woody's great start. Besides the Pirates, I don't think we got our ser- our last series win was a while ago. So um, to get a series win against this team, uh, Braves are a really good team, and um, just watching Woody pitch yesterday, just trying to you know continue to um, keep the ball rolling for the starters, and you know I was able to get deeper in the game and with a pretty efficient pitch count and even one hit up. So. Um, and the offense came through and scored some runs. So that's the kind of thing. If we can hold those get the other team off long enough, our offense team scores some runs and gives them confidence. So, uh, yeah, it's good to get a win for sure. And speaking of Chase Anderson and the rotation and keeping it going, Gio Gonzalez back, ready to go, announced that he will start Saturday night for the Brewers in Arizona. I think he draws Zach Grinke, so nice matchup there. But that's what's going to happen. So we'll talk about that. The move to, of Hauser to the bullpen, and also Jimmy Nelson, it was announced, going to go on a rehab assignment as well. So we'll cover all that, plus preview the Diamondbacks. That's coming up. You're locked on Brewers. When you're driving to work or from work or around town or taking a nice long road trip across the country or just across Wisconsin, all you have to do is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Brewers. And, of course, we'll be right there with you for the drive. So, uh, Gio Gonzalez back to start on Saturday, and, and if, if everything works out ideally here for the Brewers, he's back to start Saturday at Arizona, and he'll slot in and, and be a main, well, one of the main pieces that helps the Brewers uh, get to the postseason, right? I, I We talked about this with Gio before. He did pitch in the postseason last year, but he was on a very short leash. I don't know that he's a guy who can be a starter for you in the postseason, but he's definitely a guy who can help you get there. I do believe that, and he had pitched very well for the Brewers before the dead arm issues. So we'll see how that affects him. You know, is he on a limited pitch count here? Uh, how's that looking? But if he can, you know, build his, his – uh, Ability back up uh, for as far as uh, getting into the fifth or sixth inning for the Brewers. That solidifies even more the starting lineup, uh, starting rotation. Uh, as it sits now, you know, with Woodruff, Davies, Chassin, uh, those three could form a good core there, good nucleus. And then obviously uh, Gio and Chase Anderson, and we just saw what Chase – did yesterday and of course what he's done in his last few starts which has been pretty good so you feel a lot better about the starting rotation you're thinking how were they so bad and now how are they so good after being so bad baseball man (laughs) just never figure it out right anyway that's a theme today Uh, geo's back and another key component to this is adrian hauser moves back to the bullpen where he was really good and in fact in his last start he was really good but he's young and so how does this affect him? It's a lot they're asking of him this year. Different roles. You know, he can't just seem to focus on just one. If there's another injury, he'll probably be back in the starting rotation. So how does he handle all this? You know, can he be a, a guy that the Brewers can go to in the seventh of a one-run game, you know, for instance, just hypothetically, and be as good as he was before he was called on to start? He had an up-and-down performance as a starter. How will that affect him? You know, just mentally, again, being a young guy. So that's really fascinating to me because the bullpen needs solidification. You know, can Freddie Peralta take a few steps forward to, to be a guy they can count on? Will Junior Guerra be able to at all find a feel for his splitter and become more consistent? Because he's, he's been lacking that. And even, you know, even Josh Hader, you hope that he's had a couple of shaky outings, uh, even though... He should have gotten out of out of uh, yesterday's outing with no further damage, just five to two without the Pena era. 
error, I should say. He did give up a couple hits. Now, they were jam job-based hits, but he just wasn't as sharp as he normally is. And, and if you watched it, you could see that. He didn't get hammered or anything, didn't get shelled, but he just wasn't as sharp as he normally is. So that bullpen, I mean, when you talk about moving Hauser back to the bullpen, you're starting rotations a little bit more solidified here. I still think I'll go back to where I was before the disastrous June for the Brewers starters. I'm coming around back to bullpen, bullpen, bullpen for the trade, and you got to get at least two pieces. You know, I think if you're David Stearns, just like last year when he got what Sorio and Sedano, you got to get two pieces. Uh, at the trade deadline, that's you know, and not, they might not be dominant pieces. It might not be Will Smith because the Giants probably aren't going to sell now. They're two and a half back of the wild card uh, and, and playing really well, so they might not be in the market to sell. But the Brewers, I think, have got to do basically what they did last year and go get a couple of pieces. They just don't have the depth, the arms, and the bullpen due to many reasons. Some of their bullpen pieces have become starters like Brandon Woodruff uh, some have flamed out at least for the time being like Corbin Burns after trying to be a starter and then injuries you know Corey Knable so it's just not what it was but you know you got to put together what you got to put together and and if they can get a couple arms in there they can solidify it a little more you got to feel like you're better as a starting rotation you know team this year your starting rotation is better than it was last year and your offense should be still having faith here and showing it maybe a little bit in the last couple of games should be better than it was last year so maybe you can make up for not having the absolute dominant bullpen you had but i say all that and again i come back to is my belief the brewers absolutely have to add two pieces at least in the bullpen and, and beyond that I, i'm not really on the starter bandwagon right now I'm certainly not on any offensive bandwagon I'm just not buying they need to to bring in more bats I think they're fine there uh, but starters maybe but I think the price is too high to pay to me it just comes back to the bullpen uh, riding the horses you have now and going back to the bullpen does that get you in the World Series I don't think so probably not but it can get you to the playoffs and that's I think that's important for this team and when you get to the playoffs as we've seen before Absolutely anything can happen. Jeff Supon was the MVP of a playoff series for the Cardinals before he came to the Brewers. I think, is that the Cardinals team that won 83 games in the regular season and won the World Series? Anything can happen. The 87 Twins, I think, won 87 games and won the World Series. Every now and then, these types of things happen. And so they can get hot. And so when I say, you know, as on paper, are they a World Series team? No, I don't think they are. But you get yourself in the dance and anything can happen. So that that's, you know, to me, with sort of the limited pieces you probably have, you get bullpen help. That's what you need right now. And then you got to rely on the other guys on your team to perform. You know, and, and will they, won't they? I don't know, but that's where I'm standing. I'd love your comments on that, by the way. You can uh, you can hit me up uh, on my personal Twitter feed, at Cheesehead Talks, uh, at Cheesehead Talks with an S at the end, or at Lockdown Brewers. Because uh, that's the way I'm seeing it these days. And love to hear your comments. I'll certainly talk about them on tomorrow's show if you want to give me your reaction to what the Brewers need to do. I might even throw up a poll question. Uh, it's common common talk these days. So we'll just uh, continue discussing it here with Lockdown Brewers. All right, Brewers are at the Diamondbacks tonight. Start of a four-game series. Right-hander Merrill Kelly versus Zach Davies. Kelly 7-9, 3.93 ERA. 
Usually gives up, you know, two to three earned runs. He's been fairly solid, but not untouchable by any means. And the Brewers with Zach Davies, hopefully they can continue their solid streak of starts here and continue their consistent offense and, and you know, handle the series in Arizona. Uh, you're starting to feel, even though it's a, a, an extremely small sample size, a little momentum with this team. That's what you're hoping. Uh, it's a welcome change after a miserable month. And so we'll see if the Brewers can keep it going. In uh, Keep her going. Keep her moving uh, down in Arizona here. Diamondbacks, by the way, 49 and 47. Uh, half game back of the Brewers, along with, I think, Philly and St. Louis for that second wild card spot. So bunched up very tightly in the National League. The Diamondbacks have won two straight over the Texans and are 6-4 and four in their last 10 for what it's worth. So playing some pretty decent baseball right now. And the Brewers starting rotation for the series. Davies tonight, Shasin tomorrow night at 8.40. Then Gio Gonzalez Saturday and Brandon Woodruff to wrap up the series. I think, again, Gio draws Zach Grinke for the Diamondbacks. But other than that, not too intimidating the, the list of starters for the Diamondbacks in the series. So we'll see what the Brewers can do. All right, that'll wrap it up for the uh, podcast today. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow to, to uh, recap the game, the opener in Arizona, as always. And as I always mention, you can find me on Twitter, personal handle, at Cheesehead Talks, the uh, show handle, at Lockdown Brewers. Love for you to follow me and make some comments on what you hear about the podcast. Love to get some feedback from you. And, of course, I'll always, uh, if you have a question, I'll mention it on the show. Uh, Facebook.com slash Lockdown Brewers as well is our Facebook handle, so go check us out there. Rate and review the podcast. Please give us a good review and help spread the word about Lockdown Brewers as we continue to grow here. My thanks for listening, and remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Lockdown Brewers. I'm Ben Larson. Talk to you tomorrow when we deliver your daily Brewers fix right here on Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Brewers, yeah, yeah.